Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I am your host, Mike Siegel. I am releasing this episode while I am en route to beautiful, sunny Panama. Hopefully it's sunny. I understand they get a lot of rain there, but you will hear about it when I get back. I'm not going to say when I get back so people don't rob my house. Just so you know, potential thieves, there is someone checking on the house and staying here periodically, so don't even think about it. With that being said, this episode, this is my interview with Melissa Curtin, a travel writer who I met through Johnny Jet and his website, and uh, it was very nice to meet her. She's got some great stories, and it was my first meeting with her, so you'll be hearing our very first meeting, and I thought she did great. She was a little under the weather, but uh, she toughed it out, and uh, I thought did a great job. So enjoy this episode. If you want to write me, you can write me at mike at traveltalespodcast.com. Our website is, of course, traveltalespodcast.com. And we're on Twitter at traveltalespod at Twitter. You can find us on Stitcher Radio and, of course, iTunes. There's a link right to our iTunes site on the webpage, but you can go find us on iTunes, do a search. We're there. And... Um, If you're on iTunes, hey, why not go ahead and give us a good rating? That's how people find the show. The more ratings we get, the easier it is for people to find us. And I've never asked you for anything else. Never asked you for money. Never asked you for love as much as I need it. But um, give us a nice rating, and I'd appreciate it. With that being said, I will have great stories coming back from Panama, hopefully. And even if they're bad stories, you'll hear about them. So have a safe holiday traveling season if you are traveling somewhere. Please be safe. Pack lightly if you can. Try not to check a bag. Be flexible. And most of all, please, please, I beg of you, don't hog the armrest. Enjoy my talk with Melissa Curtin. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm here with Melissa Curtin. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. I found you through Johnny Jet. Yes. And uh, you are a contributor to the Johnny Jet website. Yes. Very lucky to be traveling and writing for Johnny. That's great. How long have you been uh, a travel writer for? Um, a little over a year. A little over a year. Yes. Okay. Now, how did you uh, cross paths with Johnny and how did he find about you? Um, I've been following him for about 15 years, ever since he started um, in Connecticut. Uh, got the first JohnnyJet.com uh, hat back in the day. And um, <laughs> I've always loved to travel. So I've been following his tips and his posts for years. And uh, we have a lot of mutual friends. And um, some of the guys in Connecticut were like, you should have Melissa write for you. I think I think they sent him an email. And um and so from there, yeah, it's been amazing. So the general question is this. I'm sure you get this all the time. Does that mean you're paid to go to these places? Or is this like something you're going anyway? Let me write about it for you. Oh, my gosh. I wish I was paid. But no, I mean, it's incredible. You're usually going to um, an incredible destination, maybe one that's not very touristy. And um, you're going with a bunch of travel writers, journalists. Okay, so but he sends you. He's sending you. Okay, so it's not just you. Hey, I'm going on vacation. I'll write something. No, no. Okay, good. So he's sending you off, and um, there's you know marketing people and PR people who are kind of showing you a an incredible experience with um, you know the hotel and the food and what to see and do when you're there, and uh, so it's yeah, it's a wild ride. How many trips have you taken for him? 
Oh my gosh, I haven't counted. Um, a bunch. Um, probably last year, I don't know, maybe like five or six. Okay. Um, and your fa- I saw on your Facebook that you went to Thailand. I saw right. That. So there are a bunch of, a bunch of hotels and uh, trips that I do on my own that I also write about that Johnny's not sending me to. So Thailand was on your own? Thailand was on my own. Thailand okay. and Japan was on my own, yes. Were you allowed to, uh, when you're traveling for uh, the site, are you allowed to bring anybody or is this solo? It's solo. Okay. Right. So that trip was... You know. Thailand and Japan was... Uh, my boyfriend and I had planned that. And uh, lucky enough, his stepfather is a retired pilot. So oh, that's easy. we had some nice uh, upgrades to first class. Ah. And uh, that was an, an amazing experience to get to go to Japan and uh, head to Thailand in comfort. <laughs> yeah. And I've been to both those places. Give me your thoughts on... Have you been there before? You haven't I, been there we, before? We actually both had been in Japan. I was in Kyoto, Nara, and uh, Kobe in 94, um, but I had never been to Tokyo. Tokyo was maddening. How did you go to all those... You didn't go to Tokyo the first time? How no, did you so, miss it? So I was on... <laughs> it was crazy, but when I was 20 years old, I was on semester at sea, and I traveled around the world and lived on a ship. And so we ported in Kobe when okay. I was... Uh, 1994. And so we went to Kyoto and Nara. So... That's all we had time. We were there for a few days. Um, and so, yeah, Tokyo. Was, we were only there for a few days, too, on this journey over to Thailand. And, um, oh, my God. It was maddening. It was like 10 New York cities just compacted. It's and, massive. I mean, oh. people don't know. I try to explain it to people. I said, imagine it, like, land-wise, the size of L.A., but instead of everything here is, like, uh, one story, two stories, there everything's, like, five, six stories. And it just yeah. it's a city. It's just endless city. Yeah, but was, the train's awesome. Oh, my God. But, like, I mean, literally, thank God I had him with me navigating the system because all of the words, I mean, the, the metro itself, oh, my God. It was insane. It's massive. It was just so frustrating. And uh, But you were only there yeah, for a day or two. A like, few days, Okay. Yeah. But I was there for uh, maybe a little under a week. But after a few days, once you figure out the trains, then it's amazing because you can go anywhere. I mean, they literally go anywhere and but there's so many different levels up there's like the the metro then there's like the regional trains then there's the bullet long distance trains and then- yeah that was our problem trying to figure out that there's like three different companies that own the the metro system and so i mean it was like i'm like shabuki yasu you're trying to read the last the last part of every single <laughs> destiny the final destination to get us to go to the right you know direction right, right. and we went everywhere in that city we were only there for like three days but we went traveled everywhere and this is yeah. the middle of summer this was hot, disgusting, maddening Yeah, I was there maddening in July. August. Yeah, July, August. It was brutal. Oh. I had to buy extra underwear. I think I... I <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I seriously I think went I, right through mine. I'm oh like, oh, man. was this two a day? I'm going to have to go <laughs> stock up. I think I got heat stroke because literally we got there, we hadn't slept, and then we walked around the city for 10 hours straight, and I could not move. I remember yeah, going muggy. to bed and just like the next day not even be able to move. I was like sick. And... Um, yeah, we had some crazy experiences there. Well, crazy. how about one? Let's let's hear one of them. Uh, one of them, yeah. Let's hear a travel he tale from me. Melissa Curtin. He, he almost killed me. Oh, God, it's a horrible story. I was crying in the end. But, you know, <laughs> we had been walking around the city for like, you know, 
who knows, 10 hours at this point wanting to see and do everything. And of course, he wanted to make me happy because I, of course, researched one of the best places to go for sushi in the city. And Can you um, get sushi in Tokyo? <laughs> you think? <laughs> had I, I wish I had known that like you could go to like Anasui and get like a $50 lunch and get the same exact lunch for $5. Yeah. At, like, I was getting next- sushi out of uh, 7-Eleven. <laughs> I was buying rolls in 7-Eleven. That was my lunch. It was great. They were great. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, so, okay, so I made him like walk like five miles literally trains five miles to get to this restaurant because it was organic sushi i was like oh yes this would be so great meanwhile he's about to kill me because we've already you know we're dead to the world exhausted we finally get there and um we walk in there's like three people there i turned right around and he was like, he was trying to be polite and wanted to stay. I turned right around and walked right out. And then he, I started crying because organic sushi is a whole nother thing in Japan. I'm thinking it was something like going to be fabulous. Like, oh, it's so fresh. I think what they do is they mold the sushi and it's like around for years and then they pick off the mold and that's like organic sushi what? in Japan. Oh and my God. Like, so literally, I mean, it was just so depressing because we hadn't, we hadn't oh. eaten. And like, what guidebook was this that sent you there? I, I, I bought some book. I don't even know what it was. Lonely <laughs> Planet or something. <laughs> organic and, sushi. And so, yeah, we laughed about it forever. Like <laughs> no organic sushi. <laughs> I was only in T- uh, Tokyo and Kyoto, which yeah. I thought was, uh, I thought Kyoto was pretty cool. Kyoto was lovely. And uh, what were the other towns like? How were they different than those two? Um, well, Kyoto and Kobe, I mean, I was 20 years old. It was so long ago. Kobe was really nice. It was a cool, very clean, modern city. Um, much more manageable, I thought, than than uh, Tokyo. I would go back to Kobe. Um, Is Kyoto- it south or north? I remember. I think it's northeast okay. of uh, Tokyo. Um, it's right on the water. And then Kyoto was just so lovely, the Golden Pavilion. and Yeah, Kyoto's cool. Yeah. It was. It reminded me a little bit of Connecticut. I hiked the Roko Mountains. And... Wait, how did it remind I you know, of Connecticut? I know, I know. It did. All those pagodas in Connecticut. Okay, not the oh, I remember growing up around the palaces and <laughs> yes, I think it was the, like the, the wood. organic sushi of Connecticut. <laughs> no, there's no pagodas in Connecticut, but like it was just the uh just the charm and the beauty of the the woods. I don't know. I I it reminded me of like the backyard of our house in Connecticut. <laughs> So random, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So you're from Connecticut. Yeah. A big town or small town? Really small town on the water called Old Lyme, where Lyme disease is from. It's It's literally where Lyme disease is from. Yeah. Yeah. It's honestly the most magical place. Now that I've been out in the big bad world for so long, I look back and I'm like, wow, so lucky to grow up there. So how far outside of New York is that? Um, It's about an hour. Okay. So yeah. you, will you still be, are you down by like Bridgeport or? Oh, no, farther. We're like down near Mystic, Old Saber. Oh, yeah. I've um, been to Mystic. Yeah, yeah. It's very quaint and uh, a lot of people commute all the way to New York from wow. um, our town. Okay. So. Now, do you have like brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. No. Yeah. Parents are divorced, but they both still live in Old Lyme. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's a small town. So they got to see each other all the time. Yeah, they're like a mile away from each oh, other. Walking the dog. Hey, you again. Exactly. There you are. Right? I'm like, time for you two to move. Get out. <laughs> like, were they? Were you young when they divorced? Very, yeah, very young. I was like 12. And, oh. uh, they, they, that's like the worst age. Though. Oh, I know. And my mom was like, I think she, you know, she moved and had a house built a mile away so I could bike back and forth mm. as a kid, which is to me. 
Oh my God, they should have been selfish. My dad should have just moved, moved to a cool, fun, big city <laughs> yeah. and got out. You couldn't out. get a place in Manhattan like, that I could go visit every week? <laughs> Seriously. Did, uh, so did you guys travel at all? Is that where you got the bug? I, yeah, I did. My parents were both passionate travelers. Uh, you know, growing up, they were always exposing me to um, new things and, um, they're both like adventurers. I grew up and they were big sailors. So we were always sailing in, you know, a crazy hurricane to Long Island. Or um, I think both my parents thrive on um, adventure, especially my father. My father retired, um, I don't know, 10 years ago and he sailed around South America um, on a 50 foot sailboat with a couple other guys. Almost died, rounding Cape Horn, you know, oh like gosh. 30 foot waves. Um, that's and my worst nightmare. I get seasick. I would die. <laughs> I oh, know, me too. I'd be that guy heaving off the side. Awful. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, send me. Where's the cruise no. line? <laughs> did you get? Did you used to get sick on the boat, like sailing as a kid? Um, you know, not too much as a kid, but then as I got older, probably like 15, 16, I remember going out with them and oh my God, I'd like go down into the boat and just sleep because I'd get so sick. Oh, um, you know, you, you know, when you feel that you just want to lie down, oh, yeah. pass out. Oh yeah. Cause you just feel so bad. <laughs> um, but, uh, even now I get like weird motion type sickness. Oh yeah. I, I always do. It's like, I, I have in my like roller coasters, but boats and I have a long sorted history. Yeah. We, uh, we don't, we have an agreement, boats and I. I've had like it was. I've had the weirdest things happen to me. I was in a hot air balloon in San Diego like um, a year ago, and I literally had to jump out as we're coming down because I almost started dry heaving. Like from the motion, in I a think balloon, some kind of motion or the. Uh, Maybe you have a vertigo. Maybe you have a little yes, vertigo. I do. Ah, I do. So you have a height issue too. Totally. Yeah. It's it's old age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I don't know what it is, but I never had this. Old age. You can't say few, old age around me. Uh, the last few years. <laughs> so, yeah, the menopause. It's really, it's really <laughs> terrible. It's kicking in. We already, already figured out your age by uh, you telling us dates. Oh, God. Earlier. Um, so your parents were kind of... Did they go overseas? I mean, did you travel internationally? I um, never left the country till I was 21. Yeah, no. You know, I... Um, the, one of the special memories I have with them when they were married is we we used to go to Barbados. And um, I remember being a, a young kid, elementary school, and that just being such an incredible experience. Um, so, yeah, in terms of overseas, no, that happened later when I grew up. <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, just more of like the sailing and the uh, adventuresome spirit. Did you do the uh, post-collegiate backpacking Europe thing? Um, I actually I didn't do that till later, really into my, um, my twenties, my late twenties, early thirties. I just took off with a friend and was like, where are we going? We did like, um, Italy, Spain, France. And like, I did it, you know, not after college, but, uh, later on. And it was just so incredible. And where'd you go to school? Uh, Gettysburg College in Pennsylvania. Ah, I played there. Oh, no way. I I might've played when you were going there. Oh my gosh. I play, I don't, uh, boy. So I'm I'm gonna say it was maybe around ninety five, ninety six. I was there. <gasps> you saw me there. <laughs> I was hilarious, wasn't I? <laughs> I remember I had a good time there. I don't know. It was just yeah. But I would play all these little private colleges that I'd never heard of, and I did all these because you know the bigger schools could afford like bigger name comedians. Yeah. So <laughs> I would play small colleges. No, so I remember I- playing Gettysburg and. But I remember just... Uh, I could have seen you at the bullet hole. 
The bullet hole. That was, was the name of the. I remember it was in a. Um, I remember it was in like a, a like the student union building or yeah, something like that. It was called the bullet hole. We used to go and see the comedians there. We loved it. You may have seen I me. Think I've seen you may you. have seen me. <laughs> I met a beautiful girl there actually. Oh, they're all gorgeous. Yeah, I was really amazed. That every girl there is drop dead naturally beautifully gorgeous. I mean, all ninety percent. I mean, they're beautiful. Beautiful girls. Is that because what's the main major they're known for? Is it just general liberal arts? I think it's a liberal arts under, you know, small school, but all these uh, gorgeous women are drawn to that school. Yeah, let that be known to you, fellas. (laughs) There was another college like that in Ohio that was like Kenyan College. Oh, yes. All the girls were gorgeous. Yeah. I was like, where is this? This (laughs) is amazing. I read a book on Kenyan College. There's a book on it? Yeah. It's called, I think it's called Genyan College. It's an incredible book. No, I'm is serious. This, is this a nude book? No. Is this, okay. Came out like lots of photos, I hope. 20 years ago. Oh, okay. like, I think Paul Newman went there. I might be wrong. He, I think he went I'm to Kenya. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's in, he lived in Connecticut. Connecticut yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you all know each other there. We laugh about it, though, because I was just talking <laughs> to um, a buddy of mine, and he was telling me, because the girl he dated... Uh, was uh, really young and she didn't know who Paul Newman was. She, oh. thought, he was, she thought he was salad dressing. <laughs> who, the salad dressing guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Poor so Paul. Funny. Poor guy. I know. So you go to school, you get out, um, and you immediately go into the workplace? You didn't travel? You didn't? I, um, gosh, what did I do? I went straight to get my master's in education. And then I literally just was like, get me out of Connecticut. I moved to Washington, D.C. And, um, you know, I, I taught. And every summer I was traveling. Like every chance I got, I could get, you know, winter break, spring break. I, all my money went to traveling. I just, I feel, I felt so alive. Like I wanted to just get out and go. Where were some of the first trips you remember taking? Um, I, when I was really young. I mean, like <laughs> really young, 24, 23. <laughs> you got to stop saying that. I don't mean, it sounds really like so long ago. Uh, but I'm really old now. Uh, In no, my no, old no, age, I, don't I get vertigo. <laughs> I don't mean it like that. But I remember my first trip. I um, spent my money. Well, I went to Australia with my dad, but then I also went on this adventure trip out west. And it was like hiking, biking, kayaking, camping. West of USA. Western USA, okay. like national parks, you know, mountain, uh, what do you call it? Horseback riding with the Navajo Indians, doing all these wild things. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was like sort of a this is city slickers. Dream. That's what this is. You, you, were on a, you were on a cattle drive. <laughs> exactly. Was this like in. Um, Arizona and Grand Canyon. All yep, that stuff? Arizona, Utah, Nevada, California. It was just this dream. I wanted to explore that part of the U.S. How long and, ago uh, was that? Uh, no, um, how long was the trip? Probably like two or three weeks. Two or three weeks on horseback? No, 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 no. So we would like go to Monument Valley and uh, camp, um, and they taught us how to horseback ride. And then you know you'd be off somewhere else, kayaking, and you know just everywhere. How did you all find of- this trip? Um, just looked at like cool, fun, um, adventure trips. Did you do it solo? Yep. Okay. Was that your first solo trip? Uh, yeah. 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 Mine was Australia. But I mean, I think doing comedy for years around going around the whole States and we always travel solo, that kind of was a nice prep going, oh, I can do this, you know? So then I went to Australia, New Zealand. That was the first thing I did, but I thought it was very liberating you know then i realized oh i don't if i want to go to these places i don't have to wait for somebody else to go with i can just go yeah oh that was like door opens boom but i think did you ever so you joined a group there 
Right. Was uh, did you join groups in other countries? Did you ever? Do- um, one of the coolest experiences I had where I went solo, and it's not like I was jetting to another country, but I tra- I got in the car and I drove to California by myself, and that was just an adventure in itself. I mean, I've connected with so many old friends across the United States and. Um, that was a, a wild ride. Is this when sure. you moved out? When I moved here five years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a wild, cause I did it from Chicago. Well, I was living in New York and then I went back to Chicago and then here. So I did New York to Chicago in a day. Wow. That's like 13 hours driving. And then Chicago to here in two and a half days. It was just like nonstop. Yeah. But I, I, um, when I, I lived in England in 2004, I taught there. And, um, oh, you did? Yeah. And so when I was there, I traveled a lot alone, which was in some ways hard, but also invigorating because you're meeting so many people that you maybe wouldn't have met because you're by yourself. So you're at a hostel in Switzerland and you're hiking with three guys you just met. Yeah, it forces like, you to meet people. It forces you to meet people. So that was like an experience I'll never, you know, you can't trade that. You can't. It was just so, so incredible. Were you living in London? I was not in London. I, I was there probably like 60 days over the course of uh, the six months. I had friends there, so I would jet, I would get on the train all the time. But I was in a small little town called Leicester. Oh, in Leicester. The East Midlands. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which every time... I'm a big football fan, so I know Leicester City is yeah. the big football team there. The Foxes, I believe. And any time you bring That's up... That's sad that I know that, but that... <laughs> But if you bring up to any British person that you lived in Leicester, they're like, Ooh. oh, <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong? Leicester was great. I mean, I didn't spend much time there because I, I would be there during the day, during the week working. But uh, is that near Birmingham? It's or, not uh, far from like Sheffield or any of those. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. far, not far. But that's uh, uh, like that's like Midwest. Yeah, if in the Midwest version of yeah, a lot are, of uh, larger women. And, um, <laughs> what was it like being the hottest woman in town? No, no. It was everybody actually, within a day they knew you. Who was that? <laughs> no, it was actually like ninety percent Muslim. And what? Uh, yeah, really. Well, they call it the Great Asian Migration, whereas almost all of England now is. Indian. Well, Indian, yeah. Indian. Best Indian food. Exactly. The minute I got off the plane in, in England, I was like, we got to get curry. It's time for curry. <laughs> so as you can imagine, like most of the children I had were Indian or Muslim. And uh, right. it was, um, you know, interesting. And just like you said, uh, oh, Miss Curtin, we're going to have a curry. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was sweet. <laughs> but uh, but that allowed me to jet everywhere. I mean, I'd go to Belgium for the weekend. I'd go to Paris for the it's weekend. It's so <laughs> nice being based out of there. I, I always envy my friends in London because you're, I mean, in the world, you're basically in the middle. So you're about an 11, 12-hour flight to just about anywhere in the world other than maybe Australia. But after that, I mean, you can right. get to South Africa in 12 hours. You can get, and being based in LA is the worst place to be based out of because you you, it's like the farthest other than the Pacific Rim, everywhere else is a complete pain in the ass. L.A.? Yes, because A, you're, it's the biggest time change. We're on the edge of the world. We're on the far west. And we're like 14-hour difference from, we're from like uh, Asia, a lot of Asia, like India and stuff like that. It's massive. I never thought of it. And then coming like back that. from Asia, it's, you're going through the timeline. It's, it's nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. I actually think it's great because you it's can six get hours to like, just like Hawaii. freaking New York. Yeah, Hawaii is the only convenient thing. Hawaii is the only benefit. (laughs) But after that, it's just like everywhere else is difficult. Europe, Africa. That is true, actually. It's far here. You are right. It's far here. But, you know, we can go to Mexico. (laughs) 
<laughs> We've got Cabo, baby. Woo. We've got Cabo, and we have uh, even South America. You're better off. Uh, you know, everything. A lot of them goes through Miami first. You know, so it's right. just like that geez. is true. Yeah, it's a pain. So, what brought uh, a nice teacher from Washington D.C. out to <laughs> California? And you've been here how long? I've been here five years. Um, I interviewed in Chicago. Chicago. My hometown. And, uh, yeah, in L.A. And um, I just wanted to be in a different city, a new dynamic place. And um, I was so burnt out in Washington. I'd been there almost 10 years. And uh, I interviewed Chicago and L.A. Never thought I'd end up in L.A. And uh, that's how it happened. Why did you pick D.C. over New York? Um, I had friends from Gettysburg in DC. They're like, we have a bedroom. I was in grad school. I'm like, boom, I'm going to move. I'm in the car. I'm coming. <laughs> I don't have a job yet, but I'm there. Um, and, you know, New York, I love, but not a place that I want to live. So what's it like teaching out here as compared to the East Coast? So different. Oh, my gosh. So different. Um, Oh, I was in a public school for 10 years, which was an incredible public school. But um, the private school I was at for uh, four years, the the parents are not that they weren't respectful on the East Coast, very appreciative, like so over the top appreciative with notes, letters, gifts. Um, This is here or there? Here. Oh, here. Really? Uh, Yes. I mean, like unreal appreciation. And not that they weren't there, but it's like the Ivy League mentality of like, oh, my God, why is my son, you know, how did he earn a B? And I want all the documentation. (laughs) Because he didn't study hard enough for an A? How about that? (laughs) And I want all the documentation of why this, you know, so it's a different dynamic. Um, I also find here there's just so much more creativity. the kids really get to enjoy school here in LA. I mean, I, I, it's different because I'm in a private school and you're not just forced with all the testing, but these Yeah, kids... you're teaching, to be fair, you're teaching pretty high-end people, exactly. right? I mean, you're in a nice neighborhood and right. star, very, you know, yes. Hollywood people's children. Right. Very, yeah. very motivated, hardworking, very caring, kind uh, families. So these parents have really done a great job, even though, you know, they're very, very affluent They've done a great job um, making their kids compassionate and hardworking. And, but, um, you know, these kids really enjoy school through music and the arts and dance and drama. And, and not that they don't have that in the East Coast, but it's so infused with life here. Yeah. That it's just like they wake up and they're in kindergarten and they're singing in front of 200 people. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, we that don't. was not my experience growing up, I can tell you that. Not a lot of that in Illinois where I was. But um, so getting back to the travel thing, how many you said you took a year off last year? Yeah, last year I was just tutoring privately all over L.A. and uh, that which allowed me to travel all over. Okay, how many trips did you take last year? Oh, my gosh. Every month I was somewhere. Every month? Yes. Uh, some for you and others for yes. Johnny? Yes. Okay. Many for Johnny and some for me. So when you say these um, people wine and dine you, you know, you're... What uh, what would that entail? Now, were these oh, like... sounds so bad. Because um, when I talked to Johnny, he was leaving because some new hotel was opening up in Costa Rica or Panama or something. He's so lucky. Um, <laughs> but would, was that you or was these like resorts or was this airlines that were... Everything the- you could imagine. Um, my first experience was at Vieques Island, this tiny island in, off of Puerto Rico. And I was at the W Retreat and Spa, which is Ooh. there's only one of a few in the world. 
And so as you can imagine, we have like the head of the W marketing as well as the PR teams from Miami there. And so there's like a slew of us, like eight of us. And so we're staying in the most incredible rooms, eating the most incredible food and, um, you know, experiencing this island in just the most ultimate capacity that you can imagine. You know, you don't have to worry about anything. After you go for a, you know, a snorkeling trek.
You go back to the beach and your food's there. You're like, wow, <laughs> there's a picnic lunch ready for me. You know, did, yeah, it's, but... it's like being on a honeymoon every day. <laughs> <laughs> so how long do they put you up? I mean, how long does it take to review a hotel? Two nights? Three nights? A um, week? It depends on the trip. I was in Colombia for a week in South America and then Vieques Island. It was there for like, you know, three nights, four days. It depends where you are in the world. Where in Colombia did you go? Um, Cartagena? I, I, I want to go there. I wish I was in Cartagena. Um, because I've heard such a magical things about the place, but I only... Well, that, that sounds horrible. I was in Medellin. Medellin. Med, it looks like Medellin. 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 Yeah, they so t- you were buying cocaine. No cocaine for me. But... Uh, you were snorting. No I'm hearing that you're using cocaine. No, that's that's only LA On Johnny Jet's that. dime. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> um, so what... That's what, a dangerous place. You can't be doing that I know. That well, why would... You, who sent you to... What's opening in Medellin? What's a new hotel? What's well, happening? I stayed at this nice little hotel, Boutique Hotel, which was fabulous. But because um, that has a notorious reputation, I don't know anybody who wants to vacation to Medellin. That's you know, um, Medellin and Cali are like the two biggest I heard drug Cali's, capitals of the world. <laughs> I heard Cali's awesome, but I never made it there. Yeah. But um, you know, my best friend uh, from LA is Colombian, so she has uh, you know her whole take on it. But um, I had an interesting ride there. Um, because we were so every minute was accounted for there. I mean, 12 hours I'm getting sent here, go, going to here, you know, every second was accounted for. So you could see everything and experience the culture, um, which for me, sometimes I like to just go and do it myself. So they, we didn't have a lot of free time there. I had one, yeah. my birthday was actually there. So I had one night and I have a buddy from Boston who sold his company and he's living there. So in Medellin, in Medellin, cocaine so dealer, cocaine dealer, Answer. He's uh, oh. he's learning Spanish. Of course he is. He's and so by I, the kilo. I, no, not at all. I met him <laughs> out. It was scary. I had to be escorted like from my hotel. Yes, because it's a dangerous place. To, to actually another hotel, and then walk to another place to actually be walked to his uh, where he lives. And then when we went out, he took me into like the seediest. Like we're talking for my birthday, the seediest, scariest part of Colombia where the locals go. I mean, there's not you're not seeing any tourists in this world. No. And, and I mean, he's like, before I go, he tells me, dress down, don't wear jewelry, don't bring money. I'm like, are you kidding me? Am I yeah. really doing this for my birthday? Um, then what, we. What was the? So you were who brought you down there? It was a hotel. Johnny or? Jet uh, had. So um, I was lucky enough to get on this trip because I think one of his writers had canceled or was sick. So I yeah. got to go or on Or was it. frightened. <laughs> or was frightened. So <laughs> Peed his pants, a, couldn't yeah, go. No, so there was journalists from around the world. Yeah. There was 10 of us. And I, I, I um, bonded with this nice guy. He was uh, one of the Fromers writers. And they, we just experienced the city. They really want to attract more, obviously, more tourists to come. And... Uh, so it was like the Columbia Tourism Board or the right. Medellin exactly. Tourism Board. I honestly would not go there ju- just unless you're with an organized group. However, I have met a lot of travel writers and everybody I said has had the best time. They're just going with their friends. Really? I, I personally, as a girl, yeah. wouldn't just go there. Like, Now that's up in the mountains, though, Medellin, right? It's oh not my, by the sea. It's, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it right. is actually very... I almost felt like I was in the Hollywood Hills. I'm looking out of my hotel and there's hills with all these magical lights and um, you take a kind of like a gondola up um, through the mountains 
to another part of the town. And, you know, they've done a lot to really improve the city and get rid of all the uh, gangs and everything else. So it's really, it's cleaned up a lot. Okay, so you went there. What were some of the other trips? Vicky's Island. I went, oh, I had this wild, <laughs> wild time in Mazalan, Mexico. Oh, another, never been. Another destination that I was sent and I was happy to go. Um, it, it was an incredible experience because of the journalists and writers that were there. A lot of really fun, interesting people. And so that really made the trip. Um, and now, Mazalan is where the ruins are? No. What is there to a, see in Mazatlan? Or is that on the sea? Is that it's like on a, the sea. Yep. Okay, that's a it's beachy on, resort yeah, kind of place? Yeah, it's, it's had a really bad rap, I think, in Me- well, Mexico in general. It's yeah. had a really bad rap lately. Um, <laughs> Are there any more drug gang strongholds you want to visit? You went to Medellin, <laughs> Mazatlan. I'm going to go to Tijuana next. No. Maybe Nogales. <laughs> Detroit. You're going to go there? <laughs> I'll tell you, the highlight of that trip was the uh, culture, the shrimp. Oh, my God. I ate shrimp every day. It was amazing. And um, the uh, there's a cultural part of the city where we danced in the streets and we went to the artists, uh, went to like 10 different artists, uh, galleries, homes. And, uh, you know, they're really trying to bring the, the culture alive to the tourists. And we also went zip lining, yeah. you know, and did so many really neat things. It was a cool experience. Well, here's the other argument, you know, when people read travel books and they're going, okay, well, if these people are flying you out, how hard is it to give them a, a bad review? That's true. I, um, I'm pretty honest, though. Like, I will say exactly what I think. Like, I just reviewed a hotel in Brooklyn, and I'm not going to lie about what I think about it. I mean, I know what you're saying in terms of the PR and stuff. You're going to say nice things that you agree with, but you also have to be honest. Right. Because, you know. Which hotel was it? <laughs> well, it's online, right? We yeah, can see this. Which, which Which hotel? It wasn't that the hotel was bad. It was just it was in Brooklyn, not in the... <laughs> okay, you're not... Hey, I used to live in Brooklyn. <laughs> Where in Brooklyn was it? I don't even know. Brooklyn Heights, maybe? Brooklyn I don't Heights? know. Brooklyn Heights, is that what they call it? It was the, um, you know, the W has a whole new series of hotels called the Aloft. It's called Aloft. Aloft. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah Aloft. Yeah. It's so pre- it's like their budget version? Exactly. It's gotcha. like their budget version. And um, so I was there. My stepbrother got married in Brooklyn. And so, um, yeah, it was, it's a great hotel. I mean, it's fabulous. It's beautiful, clean, nice, modern, hip, cool. Just, you know, you're at a hotel and you want to get to the wedding and they can't flag a cab for you. You're like, isn't this a hotel? And, you know, and, and so Where are we going like, to find a cab in New York City? Well, in Brooklyn, it was like a nightmare. So it was only... only uh, I got to find where this place is because I used to live in Park Slope in Brooklyn. That's probably where my, my um, stepbrother lives. It's really nice. Yeah. Water. Oh, no. He's probably uh, Brooklyn Heights or Williamsburg or something like uh, that. Or there's Red, Red Hook. It's like right, no, where, the, right where the bridge is. Dumbo. Dumbo. Yeah, yeah, over. yeah. Like, that's nice. He's like in the hipster land. Yeah, but it's so, it's like, it's, it's beautiful the there. Babies are there. Everyone's yeah, got kids. It's a lot of strollers. My old neighborhood is just nothing but baby strollers going around. It's because you can get, you know, these beautiful old brownstones and stuff. But yeah, Brooklyn's just taken off. But they needed hotel. They need good hotels there. But the hotel itself was nice. Fabulous. It's just the area. So you couldn't get a cab, so you wrote, you Let's just wrote say a shitty review. We were, no, I didn't write a <laughs> shitty review. I wrote exactly everything I thought. But like literally, we were the only white people in the area, which is fine. And then literally, I thought it might have been Halloween, but it wasn't because there were so many strippers. 
diapers everywhere. And then uh, that's just how the kids dress today. I know. And then there was like five foot lockers on the street. Every sneaker you could imagine. <laughs> they had. Well, maybe it was bed stye. It was interesting, but is um, give me a, a city that you would never, ever go back to. I hate to say this because I don't ever like to talk bad about any city, but um, and maybe my experience will change. This was 1994, but I had the worst experience in Beijing, China. I've never been to mainland China. Um, I've traveled everywhere in Beijing. Oh my gosh! Not only did I get so sick food poisoning from like that's common i hear dog which i didn't even know i was eating oh good dog on oh. a stick mm. oh my god but i mean literally you brush your teeth my toothbrush turned black i blew my nose it was black my shoes turned black um the because Just the air the coal they're burning and like yeah the air and I was put up in a university. You know, you're a college student. Oh, okay, we'll stay wherever. How cool. We're going to be at the university, meet the university students. They literally was, they hawk loogies everywhere. So they yeah. spit the entire floor. I heard there's a lot of spitting. Is Loogieville. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally couldn't stomach. Have you been to Loogieville, though? I mean, they gotta, <laughs> the hotel's not bad. I couldn't stomach, like, oh, yeah. a lot of the experience there. I mean, it was hard. It might be interesting worth uh, just one more visit after you know since the olympics have been there i've heard it's amazing yeah uh you know but still have you been to india we were supposed to go to india on semester c but because of the black plague they we went to sri lanka instead okay because i've been it was awesome you liked sri lanka i haven't been but uh india i can only imagine would probably be close to uh china just in the fact that it's just it's a billion people yeah it's too much it's too many and, you know, it's just, I could go on and on. It was just an interesting um, experience. It was just, everything was so dirty. You'd eat outside. It was fun. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to this cool cafe. But, you know, you look at the food and it's just, they're cooking on garbage cans and you don't want to be rude. You're like, okay, they just ordered all this food for us. And now, what, are we going to not try it? <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you said you weren't feeling too well today. but I, So <laughs> yeah. I thank you for coming. <laughs> You're welcome. So you got sick in Beijing. Worst, is that the worst food poisoning you've gotten? Because uh, India took me down. India had the worst. But, <laughs> and I got a pretty strong stomach. But that was really the only place. Um, China and there was one other place, Morocco. 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 Oh, my poor dear friend from New Jersey. Her and I traveled together in Morocco. And we're in this like $4 night hotel in like Marrakesh. And I, of course, I want to try everything. We're on the street. Give me that five cents orange juice. I want to try the peanuts for five cents. I want to try everything at the market. That's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I, they, I had that tagine they have. I was all excited. It's like they cook the chicken in the earthenware pots. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Of course, I wanted to try it. It looked great. You know, I was 20. You think you're inventing. Oh my God. And let me tell you, they do not, they had not one store. It's not like CVS is around the corner. Yeah. So I literally had to go down there and be like, to rubbing, a hospital? My, rubbing my stomach like this, being like, help me. And they came out with a spice, a whole jar of cumin. And they said, take this with water. Not, but in their language. <laughs> and I, so I took it. And I, was, I was hiking the uh, High Atlas Mountains that day. I had to be okay. Oh, no. And so I took it. And within a couple hours, I was fine. Wow, yeah, really? Cumin is like a oh, miracle spice. I got to try that sometime. Or, or I could just use regular medicine. I'll, I'm going to try that first. <laughs> and if in a pinch, I don't have any, then I'll try cumin. <laughs> so, okay, so you, okay, Marrakech, tell me about that. Tell wow. me about being 
this tall blonde woman in a uh, Muslim country. <laughs> and have you ever run into any kind of creepiness? Because like in India and in some parts of Asia, I'd be in groups with like uh, blonde women. And it, I've really felt bad for them after a while. They're just like constant staring yeah. they would ha- people would come up and want to take photos with them oh i've had and hold our, hold my baby they would make them hold their baby oh my god <laughs> i've had so many of those experiences like one of the i think wildest things we were in the philippines in 94 on semester t and my girlfriend had bright blonde hair longer i mean i had longer than mine way down like this giant mane and everybody was running up to us like we were celebrities and they wanted to take our picture they thought we were uh, she was on a soap opera maybe they thought you were the hilton's <laughs> no but like <laughs> that was weird and then um you know i had yes i've had some horrible experiences in turkey they were like spitting and hissing at us oh. on the streets and you know they tell you wear long skirts cover everything and um and then I just found it very interesting, you know, in 94 there, all the men, there was not one woman in any cafe and they're just all staring at us. And we, we were told like, you know, don't look them in the eye and, um, cause that means you're a prostitute. And, mm-hmm. um, and then in Morocco too, we had to hire a little guide, a Berber guide to go into like the Berber village. And, um, you had to have someone really with you, um, to kind of take off because, it wasn't safe. I haven't been to Morocco. I mean, what was Marrakech like? And oh, you have to go. I know. It's on it's the list. It's wild. It's I on mean, the board. It's a green pin on the board oh, there. It's awesome. just going. I mean, it is so wild. I mean, the biggest I can explain to you is like a dead concert with like snake charmers. There's snakes being split <laughs> in half. They're drinking the blood. There's things you just can't imagine. It's like a fantasy circus world. Um <laughs> And you're just, it was just so, the smells, and they have these souks, and they're selling stuff everywhere. Like, there's the dyer's market. There's the leather market. There's, like, all just the neatest things. Um, and it's this big circle. Like, I don't even know how to pronounce it. I always, I made up my own name for it, the Effa Jelfanea Square, but that's not how you say it. <laughs> and and uh, it just... She's a travel writer, folks. She makes <laughs> up her own town's words. But, like, literally in um, all night... All during the day, it was just this wild atmosphere, almost like a circus. And um, you got to go there. How good are you in the markets with your haggling skills? Because I hate it. And I hate being grabbed at and like, well, you buy you buy, my, buy this we, lady. Good price. Good price oh for my you, God. my friend. Literally, we haggled so much in Thailand. <laughs> I hate we, it. But we gave it up because we're like, literally, what are we doing? We're going to haggle them out of a dollar and that dollar is going to – that five extra dollars they're excited about. And meanwhile – But get, you do got to play the game. I mean you, – <laughs> Yes, you do. There is a principle to it. You know, like, oh, just pay it. Then they think you're an idiot. They think you're an asshole right. if you pay the, the sticker or whatever it is. Right, right. I you got to do this whole dance. or No, you walk away. Hold on, my friend. Yes. Oh, come back. <laughs> I make good price for you. I did a lot of walking away. Yeah. And then they chase you and all of a they sudden chase you're, you. you're four blocks away and your friend is right there yeah. with your item. And you're like, I said no, but I'll give you you know, $2 right. for it. And you're just a target when you walk in there. They see you coming a mile away. We're like in Thailand. Though. They got mad. I was in the PP Islands in this, the one major town and I tried to bargain. And I was like, oh, you know, three for $10 or whatever their yeah. money is bought. And um you know, and then they just kind of, some of them can get mad at you. And then you're just like, okay, I'll take it for this. And then they like, okay. Cause you know, they want to make money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, your money's like their whole week of, or month of food. So I didn't go to, you went to Kopi P. Yeah. Cause I, I, I've only been to Koh Samui and then Bangkok and Chiang Mai and then uh, Phuket for a night. Those Phuket are- for a night was enough. 
Let me tell you, Phuket. There's got to be nicer places that, I mean, you went downtown, right? Let me tell right? you the wildest. Patong Beach. Wildest night. What a shithole that place is. My whole life, my entire life was in Phuket. Okay. Not wildest, but like, what, I saw things I've never seen in my whole life. Oh. Girls taking innocent things. Innocent little Melissa. Girls taking things out of places you don't want to know. Oh, Frogs, yeah. mice. <laughs> Birds flying out. Let me just birds? say, birds took a bird out of places Were they bats? They Were don't they... belong. <laughs> Raven. I mean, really? <laughs> it's so sad though because they're doing it for money, and it's what? like a... well, they're not doing it for fun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't so... believe they're doing it for money. I mean, for fun, sure. <laughs> That that place, oh my, we were there for just a night. Get me out of here. Yeah, that downtown part is sick. Seedy. There's got to be, yeah, I was not impressed with that. But I know there's, I mean, there's beautiful resorts around it. So I think you got to get out of the downtown. I just was there one night only to get a flight. I was in Koh Samui and I had to go to Bali. And there's no direct flights from Koh Samui to Bali, but there's some from Phuket. There's like two. So I just went, oh, okay, I can go to Phuket for a day, see it, and then the next morning I flew to uh, to Bali, but did you oh, do full Air Asia. Moon, uh, did you do a full moon party in uh, Koh Samui? No, see, because I'm 90 years old well, and I didn't go we, to a full moon party. All we heard by the 22-year-olds from Australia and England exactly. was like, full moon party in Koh Samui, like 100 DJs on the beach, and we're like, uh, no. Yeah, that, we're, we're, that, that, I go was, the opposite direction uh, I hear something yes, like that. That's why we didn't go. No, thank you. And we were like, okay, we think we're going to stay in the PP Islands and then let's try Koh Lanta. Yeah. Enjoy your ecstasy and MDM <laughs> or whatever you... HGH. <laughs> we actually contemplated it though. Like maybe it would be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun for like 30 minutes. <laughs> but don't you? Yeah, I know. But um, as a travel writer, don't you have to kind of do this stuff to like, even if sometimes you don't want to do, but it's the biggest thing there and it's known for, of you got to see it. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't do your job while you were there. Um, well, I, this, this was <laughs> yeah. on my job. Okay. Okay. Well, then. Yeah. Well, but we wanted to go to Koh Samui, but um, we were told because of the monsoons, like don't go to PP Islands, don't go to that whole area crabby um and we went anyway and we had beautiful weather the whole time although the seas were um quite rough and we couldn't make it to some of the islands but um we're so glad we did we went to the beach you know where the the beach was the movie was filmed the movie the beach yep dicaprio which i was not a big fan of yeah. that movie oh, I it's pretty it. I but it's like, that eh, movie. yeah oh i loved it did you um I mean, are you a, a scuba diver? Or do you do anything like that? I'm, actually, I'm a scuba diver. So. No, no, not a big scuba diver. Um, more just snorkel. I mean, I snoobud and that kind of stuff. But I saw those sharks in Hawaii close enough snorkeling to the point where I was like, I don't think I need oh, to go. Oh, they're not going to hurt five you. Five more feet down. They're not going to hurt you. <laughs> we saw a lot of sharks in uh, Vieques Island, too, in Puerto Rico. And I was like, okay, that's nice. You went down and took pictures with them. Okay, can you just get back on your kayak? I'm ready now. <laughs> like, Did you go to mainland Puerto Rico? Because I've never been. No. Okay. No. I heard Puerto Rico's beautiful. I've heard that too. I spent one day there years and years ago on a cruise, and it was really cool, like the old town of the city. But no, I've never really experienced it. Are you good with any other languages? Do you know any Spanish? Can you get by? The only thing I do know is French. And it helped me a little bit in Vietnam, a little bit in Morocco, and, you know, busted out here and there. And yeah, but in Vietnam, it really only helps with the old people. <laughs> That's you know, true. But the, the, you need them. They're the Ciclo drivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they tell you. They talk to you. and Yeah, but uh, most of them know, they know more English than, than French. Yeah. They were spoke, speaking to me part French, part Vietnamese. When yeah. I was there. We were the largest group of Americans to go in 94 since the war. 
Oh, this so, was a while ago. This was 94. Yeah, so I was just I there was last there. year. They're, they're speaking English all over the place. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, we literally got dragged off the boat, literally dragged because they wanted our dollar an hour to ride their sea clothes. I mean, it was just just wild. I mean, completely wild. Where in, in Vietnam did you go? We were in Ho Chi Minh City. And um, I traveled all over. My dad was actually in Vietnam, so I tried to go back to where he was. I took a rented, paid a guy to drive us like six hours out. And, you know, we did all the, I don't know what's there now, but we did the Coochie Tunnels. And yeah, I just did that. The American War Crimes Museum. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's a, that's a sobering day. Oh, boy. Oh, good. The Agent Orange exhibit. Wow. Mm. Yeah. And you see like wah, wah, wah. things in bottles and... Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, boy. It was... That was rough. Makes you long for the days where you could see a, you know, bird fly out of a woman's... <laughs> Oh my Gucci. god! Seriously, we talked about that. We laughed for hours. I mean, like, and I was oh, I don't know, God. It's a you long can go story, to Tijuana but... here and see a lot of that stuff. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it was shocking, and the even more shocking part about it is like there's a there's a family in there with their kids that are like 16 from Australia, and there's like a woman by herself smoking her cigar, what, drinking her glass of, of wine. Yes, seeing all this, and the woman's throwing the bird at the kid, and the whole family is you know it's like a family affair in Phuket. This is the nightlife. Yeah, <laughs> Phuket's a lot of drunken uh, Aussies. It's a scary place. I am. Um, Heard some horrible, horrible stories. I met a nice man on the plane whose son was just uh, um, just mutilated because what happens is these drug runners, they like attack people at night on their motorbikes. And so their son was just bashed on his motorbike and like because they'll steal a little bit of money or whatever it is. And he was just – they had moved the family there from Australia and they were living in Phuket. Oh, and yeah. um, the poor guy was fighting for his life, you know, 18 years old and they were uh in and out of hospitals and uh just yeah i mean it's not a safe fl- not a not where you should be riding your motorbike at yeah. two in the morning <laughs> how about you any uh unsafe or scary flights or or uh bus trips or anything um you know i think back that's a that's a good question one of my scariest obviously the worst airline in the world well I shouldn't say that, but what was considered one of the worst airlines in the world is Aeroflot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Russian. The Russian. We flew that. And I remember just praying the whole way in the back that seats are flapping. The fumes are coming in the plane. I'm like, okay, now this is the time to pray. Our father, I'm in the back. Like, just let me get there safe. We had flown from the Ukraine to St. Petersburg. Oh, okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, you know, you're invincible when you're 20. Okay, let's do it. And, uh, what was uh, so? This was like in the nineties. Yeah, ninety four. So Russia, much different oh, now than then. Yes, most of the people on our trip got uh, attacked. Oh my or god! Their, or hotels were robbed, or one guy on our ship had a vodka bottle smashed over his head and he had to get stitches. Pleasant, very pleasant people. So yeah, because they had like what they did is they had our university meet with our college students and had like a mixer and oh, you know that hap- that what happens there, but. Uh, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm sure it's so different now. Like, that was just when things were, you know, we were trading a pair of jeans that give you a car, practically. Right. Well, I mean, they were just, this was like, you know, they were very early on. I think yeah. there was still like the Russian Federation and yeah. all these, yeah, it was a weird time. It was, for sure. And all the stuff, this was 94, that was when, like, Sarajevo and yeah. all that other crap was going on. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. God, and what so a time. I was in St. Petersburg, but the friends that I had that went to Moscow just had a kind of a treacherous experience in terms of just like being in the um, robbed in the um, elevators. 
Oh God! Yeah, you know, going to their hotel room. <laughs> I mean, scary stuff, right? You know, Russia's on my list, but it's not high on my list. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah, it's beautiful, the St. Petersburg, but uh, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's beautiful. I think you should see it. But it's yeah, not I'll see the... anything once. But yeah. it's, it, like I said, it's on the list, but it's not the highest. Not the list. top ten. Yeah. The uh, do you all always go to like warm places, or have they sent you to any kind of ski resorts or anything like that? Um. No, they've actually been warm. And yes, I gravitate towards warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if that, that's my first choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it snows good, but it's only for a short, you know, a few days. Give me uh, your favorite airline and then your least favorite, other than Aeroflot. Uh, Virgin. And uh, least favorite? Well, I fly Southwest a lot because it's affordable, but... Um, but they don't go any... They only go U.S. Yeah, U.S. So these miles um, are just like... Eh. I don't know what my least favorite is. I have no idea. I don't have one. One city and one country you would go back to in a heartbeat anytime, a million times over. Dying to go back to Terramina in Sicily or anywhere. Everybody says Italy. Italy. Everybody says Italy. I say Italy all the time. Terramina, Sicily is like heaven on earth. I did live there for... Now is that... Oh, it's in Sicily. Sicily, yes. Okay. I was only in Palermo. Palermo's nuts. No. Yeah. Palermo's like a city. It's nice, but no. Go to Terramina. Okay. Um... And anywhere in Italy would be my top choice. Uh, worst place? I mean, what did you say? Worst place I would never want to go? Oh, Back well, to? yeah, you said... Uh, Beijing, yeah. Yeah, Beijing. <laughs> that sounds, yeah, maybe it's better. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to... Where, uh, where's your next trip? Where are you going next? Oh, there's so many places I want to go. I want to go back to Italy. I'd love to go to Belize. I'd love to go to Sweden. I heard Sweden is just bumping. Like, the, the, the major city is just incredible yeah stockholm, stockholm is, uh, i've only been i've been to both um gothenburg which is the second biggest city but okay. i've been to stockholm and like i said this was a long time ago yeah but uh you know you'd you'd look like everyone there no people wouldn't really? be pointing down the street it's not like beijing i heard everyone is so beautiful <laughs> there like the animals are beautiful everyone it's, it's is crazy like... <laughs> it's sick you go up there like the men the women you're like oh my god what is in the water here know. this is like crazy i've never been i want to go yeah it's pretty it's pretty creepy they're like, uh, everybody, it's like they're chiseled out of something. It's, but I, I feel like that about Italy. Like Southern Italy, I was like, everyone is just so beautiful looking. <laughs> you know, tall, skinny, exotic, green, blue eyes with tans. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Where else do I want to go? I mean, there's so many places. I'm dying to go to. Favorite, so- favorite place for men. How about that? Good looking men? Yeah. Oh, I can tell you. Okay. I think the best looking men that I saw traveling around the world everywhere has been Israel. Very chiseled faces, blue green. Beautiful eyes. women in Israel too. Yeah, exotic looking. They have that blue green eyes with the um, kind of mocha skin, just beautiful. The uh, a guy I used to work with in New York had a great joke about. It. <laughs> he goes, "Man, you go to Israel and there's like beautiful women everywhere you look. I don't know what happens by the time they get to Long Island." <laughs> <laughs> Which was a great joke. <laughs> um, yeah, but they're gorgeous. So funny. <laughs> yeah, they're gorgeous. Yeah. Um, what about you? What's the mo- what do you think is most beautiful? Uh, people? Yeah, people-wise. Um, yeah, it, dep- if, uh, it depends on your personal preference. Um, totally. But Sweden is one. Um, for me, I, Brazil. Brazil is a lot of beautiful, beautiful Every people. Every guy says that. Yeah, Brazil is nice. And if you like uh, more Asian women, uh, Thailand. 
Sure. There you go. Well, but with the age, I mean, come on. It depends on your type. If you it, go to Thailand, if you like you're getting to- a Thai lady boy. Because right, right. everybody No, well, you've got to be very careful. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's the thing that freaked us out the most there. Because I choose to believe the best of everything. And so I'm like... Oh, there's another beautiful woman with an American guy. And she's attractive with like big boobs and like and yeah. then my my boyfriend's like, "Look at the mustache, honey. Don't you see it?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> Look at the Adam's apple. Look but at yes, the big hands. That's what he kept saying. Look yeah. at the Adam's apple and I'm like, what? "What? Oh my god." And then we would check in at a hotel and I'm like, "Is that a man or a woman?" Yeah. Tell me. I'm like, "Oh my god, it is a guy." It's very tough. You got to you got to be like careful. Hot women. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. You got to be really careful. Um yeah, but again, like it's your preference. But uh, <laughs> if you like them with a penis, also Thailand. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are those would be my bait. But if you like tall, you know, beautiful blondes, then you go to Scandinavia. Okay, who of doesn't like tall, beautiful blondes? Well, Every guy like, I know. Some guys have a preference, you know. <laughs> some guys like a J Lo type, you know. You know, it's all your personal preference. <laughs> um, yeah, so, well, it's a big world though. It's a very big world. I know. So, so much to see and do. But now you're back with a regular job teaching. You so say you can't travel as much. Is yes. it killing you? Yes. It's killing me. It's <laughs> killing me. You have no idea. It's killing me inside because all I want to do is fly away like a little bird and go somewhere else. And um, it's really hard to do. I mean, I have weekends. I'm going to Sundance in January. I'm looking forward to that um, as a little getaway. Um and already thinking in my mind, where am I going for two months this summer coming up? Like, or spring break? I'm already like, where is it going to be? Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, you know, you get the travel bug. It's such a liberating uh, experience because every time you come back changed. Like your eyes see things so differently. I was so altered when I came back this last time from Thailand and Japan. It affected me so much. Like it, you get back in the regular groove though. After like three weeks, you're not you're seeing what you normally see. You're not seeing the way you're looking at the world so differently when you come back. And that's the beauty of travel. That's why I want to keep plugging <laughs> along and flying somewhere else. And you learn. You learn so much. You can't learn and re- by reading a book. That's what I tell my students. Best thing you can do is travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good way to end it. Anything else you want to put? Oh, you have uh, a couple businesses, though. You can plug them. Oh, thank you. Um, I am the writer and LA City editor for an online magazine called AskMissA.com, where charity meets style. Um, we cover events all over LA, charity, style-related, beauty, fashion, culture, um, pretty much everything that's incredible about LA. And that's (laughs) been really fun. Um, And um, I started a t-shirt line called Where to Learn, W-E-A-R with the number two, Where to Learn, uh, wheretolearn.com. It's on Facebook. And there are educational t-shirts that are fun for kids now and adults with a word on the front. And a definition on the back. Um, the word is to help you understand the meeting, like I'm wearing Intrepid right now. Okay. And the back says bold, fearless, courageous. And um, so that's... So it's like wearing a dictionary, really. Exactly. <laughs> and, and kids, you know, kids love the magic of words. They love challenging, interesting words. And so it's something I wanted to do for years. And then finally I had the time last year to get it off the ground. And uh, yeah, so they're all over the U.S. And uh, check out my... Where to Learn Facebook page. You can see everybody sporting them and all this, all some fun places. And also people can find your travel writing at johnnyjet.com. Yes, johnnyjet.com. I, um, he's incredible. I'm fascinated by his life. I mean, he's <laughs> nonstop traveling. He's an incredible guy. Um, 
and very lucky to be doing what he's doing. Well, it's, I'm glad you could make it. And Thank I know you, you so didn't much. feel well, and you muscled through it, and you did awesome. Thank you. It's Melissa Curtin, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.